today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday, it's 11.35, and that means Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the uh, president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing is here. This, of course, is brought to you by... Our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. How you been? I haven't uh, seen you for a while. Yeah, I've been busy. You know, business was uh, been pulling my pulling my in eighteen different. It's it's interesting. How many people have year ends at the uh, in this time period? October is for business is the end of the year. It's like everyone starting their two thousand nineteen right now is is all in the end of the month of October. So it's Halloween. It's it's cold and and so many. Uh, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn. That's not really fair. But all oh, my companies are ending <laughs> are, are having our year end. So we're getting ready. For a big New Year's, and uh, I'm actually uh, uh, Hamilton Limo is going to take the whole crew, and uh, to celebrate our our New Year's of uh, for FPM marketing, uh, we're going to go bowling. So I'm going to take the bowling. whole bowling. We're going bowling this afternoon. You yeah, feel, you got a thing about bowling. I do. I actually like bowling. Bowling's a fun sport. I think more should you do know, it. You were you were investing in, in one of the uh, the, the the bowling lanes. Yeah, yeah bowling down. alleys. Yeah, from uh, from uh, uh, you know if you're into ten pin, and uh, you know what, bowling's one of those recreational things that everyone's stuck on their iPads and everything else. Well. You know, I, I mean, and I'm not a big bowler. Let's just be clear. I, you know, you don't see me on the lanes running and throwing and doing whatever. But I really believe that there's a, a market for it. More people don't need to get out and do active things. And uh, so, and bowling's one of those great things where you can eat. You're not really sweating. You kind of ha- you you sit for about ninety percent of the activity. So it's a it's a great sport for Adam. And and so anyway, I'm going to take my my uh, my staff are super excited. And I've my my graphic designer Ryan. He he is so diehard bowler. He's got the own custom ball. He's got. It's actually kind of kind of funny, but it, you know what? It's it's a sport. It really is, and it's an act to it. So we're gonna soak up some bowling this afternoon. Celebrate 2019 in a matter of uh, a few days. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> uh, let's let's get in. Let's talk about some of the stuff here, like Google Maps. Google Maps has got a great new update, and you know what? We're gonna see more of. We've seen Google doing a lot of details, and since they already know everything about us, one of the updates that they're doing in Google Maps. If you have a business or you like to visit a, a frequent place, there's over 150 million businesses on Google Maps right now, registered companies on Google Maps, and now you can post uh, your latest features. You can be able to go on and, and post your uh, 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 an event. You can post a feature, a discount, sales. We know Black Friday is coming yeah. up. It's going to be crazy. Well, now as consumers, you have the ability to follow it. So if you go to the uh, a restaurant or otherwise, as they're posting coupons, you'll be able to be notified. Uh, it will help you be aware of, uh, instead of getting uh, emails like spam, now you'll be able to be following opportunities versus getting an email all the time. So uh, long and the short is that if you want to use Google Maps, it's going to be a little more integrated to get sales. And from a business perspective, you'll be able to promote your sales. Excellent. Uh, anything to get away from pop-ups. <laughs> uh, just yeah, the, yeah really exactly. Or the spam emails coming through, right? right? What is a wallabut? Well, okay, so... <laughs> I, know, I love doing this for Bill, by the way, just so you know, because I know when like Bill a, sees a possum or something. Is it? Well, a no. wallabot <laughs> is one of those. We've seen the medical medic alert bracelets. Yeah. And back in the 80s, there was that big joke you used to see, you know, I've fallen, I can't get up. Well, you know what? All kidding aside, there's a new product. It's called Wallabot. It's about $250. And what's interesting is that it's got a 3D radio wave that will send a signal throughout your house. Now, mo- assuming most homes are made of drywall, which they are, and yeah. lumber and everything else, it sends things. 
think of it as a bounce wave, like a 3D wave that goes through the house. If uh, someone who's uh, maybe a senior or someone who's got a medical condition, and this happens quite a bit. My grandmother has fallen and you know broken her hip a couple times. She's got the medical br- uh, medical bracelet. The issue with those is when you fall, you still got to be conscious, or you got to you know you may break your arm. Well, I'm you fall and twist your your wrist. This actually will know when you've fallen. It will then send a emergency to a medical contact instantly or to nine one one if you don't have a first contact. So it senses your standing upright and it will register when you fall and hit the ground and sends the signals to a wallabot and it will now be able to notify without needing to press a, a button. So if you fall in the shower or otherwise, it will know and you may fall unconscious. It will yeah. uh, immediately call the um, the uh, uh, first responders. That's a good idea. It is. It's a great idea. It's one of the, in fact, I think it's one of the best products we've talked about on Tech, tech Talk that, you know, for uh, for seniors specifically or, or those with medical conditions, uh, this is probably a phenomenal product, I think, uh, to considering. All right, let's, uh, there's always an, an update about Facebook. What's going yeah. on? Well, you know what? They've got 2.25 billion users. I thought I would bring it up because they've been in the media a lot. We've seen that with Zuckerberg, the privacy issues and the, the whole Cambridge Analytics side of things. Well, I thought this was intriguing because Facebook has a problem. <laughs> and you would think with 2.25 billion users that that's not big. That's a big you know, user base, but it also is a problem because of the 2.25 billion users, most of them are over the age of 30. And Facebook has a uh, a bit of a concern, and this is just me making a point, is they've invested in WhatsApp. We've seen them upgrade. They're upgrading Messenger now. They're mm-hmm. going to be trying to get more businesses to utilize Messenger a little better. Well, they're also going to be running out of users, active users, and Facebook is trying the dickens to figure out what is their business model in 10 years from now because 2.25 billion users will be dropping if they don't figure it out. So if you're on Facebook, you're using it actively, that's great. But just so you know, don't depend on it is my bottom line. And they're trying to figure out other business models. All right. Now, what uh, what's this other generation? What's uh, the, the, the the millennials now? <laughs> they're not into Facebook anymore. They're not into the Facebook. They're into the Snapchat. They're into the Instagrams. Uh, you know, we've and the privacy issues are definitely, ironically, you would think a lot of people are ignorant to the whole, uh, uh, you know, privacy issues. A lot of younger in, uh, individuals are out there doing a, uh, a lot of sharing information. However, in this case, case specifically it is not it's a i would say they're not finding facebook as the source of their uh of their interest of sharing uh information so i I would say that right now if anyone was looking at what media should i jump on i would say older demographic facebook would still be there but for the younger markets you want to get into the snapchats and the instagrams uh and the whatsapp the messaging uh components are going to be the future obviously a couple of years ago, Pokemon was big. It was I, mean, huge. Well, I mean, it was big a long time ago, but two years <laughs> yeah. ago, it had this revival. I was just. I'm just amazed at how everybody seemed to be in on this. It was getting nuts where people were actually getting hurt. There was accidents. People were falling. You know, nobody it, looked up. That's nobody why. looked up, and it became the biggest issue. Everybody where, had their face on the screen. That's right. And they were out at all hours of the night. Well, yeah. there's actually... Uh, <laughs> no, they're doing this again? Is it coming back? It's, I wouldn't call it a, a Pokemon comeback. I would say that the Christian faith has launched a new version of it. Really? And you can now, basically using augmented reality, uh, 
uh, search for saints. And um, so you hold the phone up and you can now find saints around your city, your community, or otherwise. Apparently, it's a big craze. And this is starting to pick up momentum a, a lot through the southern states. I don't know if it's going to be as Pokemon big, but a lot of people are downloading. And, and it's interesting to see that the religious faith of the Christians are using Pokemon technology, and you would hold your phone up, and it will show you a saint. You collect all. Of, I, I I don't know enough about religion, unfortunately, but uh, you know Saint Peter, Saint Michael, whatever. You'll see them in the phone when you search. They may be on top of a building, and you can now find your saints if you want to download it. It's absolutely free and uh, provided by our uh, our Christian uh, uh, church. Uh, I, I thought it was a quite an interesting perspective of how you might be able to engage, and it would appeal to the younger audience, which we were just speaking about. Yeah. Where religious oh, yeah. faiths are uh, losing a lot of members. Well, maybe this is a uh, call it a comeback from the Christian faith uh, using augmented reality. Bizarre. Just bizarre. <laughs> uh, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago about Gray Key. Yeah, Gray Key is. Uh, we, uh, We've, we've mentioned that it's a bit of a controversy thing. Gray key is a box that the authorities were using and they could unlock uh, an iPhone. And um, and this was a big issue that they've been talking about. Should they be allowed to be uh, our police authorities uh, to plug in a, a smartphone and have it decrypted? And, um, you know, is our privacy being uh, uh, evaded? Well, Apple has stepped up their game. And the good news, depending on how you look at it, is that uh, uh, the new upgrade OS 12 has now the ability that that this gray box, it's called gray key, um, a forensic tool is no longer capable of cracking it. So I think we're going to hear a lot from the authorities again to say, hey, Apple, you need to create a backdoor. Our federal government needs access. Our authorities need, in the case of an emergency, and and I, you hear the news on CHML all the time of all the things going on right now where uh, pipe bombs and everything else, this would be an example of where the authorities say, we need to have access because when we catch these product or these smart phones, we need to, to, to find them. The other issue is the encryption details, uh, their defenses. Uh, Apple is saying privacy should be allowed for everyone. The government is saying terrorists are being able to now submit or share information through their smartphones and it's encrypted that they can't get access to that they need. So it's really a balancing act as to should they or shouldn't they, but right now it is unbreakable. The OS 12 iPhone, if you've upgraded, you can feel very secure that it's, uh, it's not going to be infiltrated by the government authorities. At least not for now. Not for now, no. Not yet. Not yet. I saw this next step. Actually, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, this uh, this doorbell. Talk to yes. us about this. This is kind of a, well, this is t- taking it to the next level. Yeah, we've seen a lot of doorbells that have been coming out. Next uh, uh, has a doorbell and Amazon bought it. And uh, we've seen the new craze of doorbells with cameras. Um, and they do have infrared lights. Well, the new craze is not only going to be just a infrared camera because it is black and white. You know, it's sometimes a little, you can still make the shadows out, but we got rid of black and white TVs back in the 70s, right? Why do we have infrared black and white today? You can now get a doorbell that is going to have floodlights. So when you press the button or a sensor light that when you walk up, they have a two-way speaker system. It works with your phones. You can now get, and it works with Alexa. It works with Google. Imagine now when you go up to a door, the floodlights turn on, and now there's an audio, and you've got a very clear four. 4K uh, picture that's going to be able to have a two-way communication right at your front door. So floodlight uh, doorbell uh, cameras, they range at around $150 to $250. Uh, but I just want to make a note, if you want one of these, they have to be hard.
hardwired. They are not battery uh, friendly. So uh, whereas some of the doorbells are battery uh, friendly, they run off LED, the signal works off of Wi-Fi, these actually right now currently have to be hardwired. Uh, AT&T, and uh, what's coming up with these guys? 5G, we've talked about, is coming. What the big news is going to be is the fact that 5G is here. And I thought I would just give a little more depth of this. AT&T says says they're rolling it out in the next few weeks, and I just wanted to reemphasize 5G. I've always said to you, Bill, it's going to change the world. It's going to be so fast. However, there's good and bad to this. Let's go over the simple fact of what is it going to do? It's going to change the world in a heartbeat, but it's got some restrictions. So as an example, a five, uh, a Blu-ray video, which is a very high definition 4K DVD is about 20 gigs. That's a if you downloaded that today, even with a Kojiko, a Bell Fiber, it would take you at the highest speeds running about 40 minutes to download that 20 gig file. With 5G, and we're talking mobile technology, 5G would be able to download that 20 gig file in less than a millisecond. That would be equal to taking a flash when you take a picture, that 20 gigs would be downloaded. That's how fast 5G is going to be. Now, that sounds amazing. What's the negative? The negative is 5G runs off of a different wavelength. So think of it as a wavelength that would be able to run at a higher frequency needs to have a clear signal. So we will be seeing, my point to this is when we see 5G rolling out, they're doing it in cities. It needs more towers. It needs more antennas to be able to send the signal around buildings. It doesn't go through like a cone, like a cone. uh, Imagine um, 4G is a cone. 5G, we are going to see antennas everywhere, Bill, because as fast as that is, it's also quite cumbersome. So we're going to see all these antennas you've seen on the street lights you see today. Imagine that being doubled. They're going to be on street poles, light poles, telephone poles buildings. It's going to clutter the entire city. So this, I only realized uh, when I was looking into this a little more detail was this 5G is going to be amazing, but man, is it ever going to ruin the look in the landscape of the city or even the country? Um, so anyway, it's a good and a bad situation, but yeah, I just, I have a feeling you'll be talking about this in uh, the new future of is Hamilton going to become a 5G city and are we going to like the eyesore for the benefit of the speed? That is going to be a headline on 900 CHML very shortly. Oh, we've come a long way since <laughs> dial-up, haven't we? <laughs> a 3600 baud modem. Do you know if you wanted to download a, a, a 20 gig file on a dial-up, that would take you over a week. I can believe that. It would take a week to download at the best speeds and hoping no one picks up the and, phone. And for people that complain, <laughs> and you know that they do, because you yeah. do it sometimes too. I do as well, yes. This isn't fast enough. That's right. <laughs> you remember, just remember those days. I'm just saying. Where, you know, you're, you're trying to download something. First, first of all, it would quit halfway through. You just said, <laughs> I, I can't do this anymore. And you'd have to dial up again right. and start all over again. That's so right. We've, we've got it pretty good. Uh, listen, we were talking uh, about uh, about cleanliness, and you're yeah. absolutely right about this. As, as I'm looking at this story here today, and then I'm looking at my phone. Uh, <laughs> yes. The dirtiest place in the house with the most bacteria, the most germs. Everybody's going to say... The toilet, the bathroom. But it's the, not. No, no. The most... If you can believe this, and this is important if, uh, to all listeners out there, the dirtiest uh, place in your home and office is the keyboard and mouse. And we probably take it all for granted. Really, you probably have your kids, 
you know, you may have coughed or you may have, you know, how many times have we maybe ate something and then said, oh, I'm just going to write this email or I'm going to move my mouse around. You would not believe it basically triples the bacteria from where a bathroom would be uh, versus uh, a keyboard and a mouse. It is one of the most dirtiest air uh, uh, components in your home and you may want to think about cleaning it. So use a disinfectant wipe. And the one thing I want to stress, do not use anything that's moisture where it gets, you know, some people take out those moisture wipes or Lysol wipes, make sure it's damp, not wet. You don't want water to get inside the keys. You just want it to be damp enough to clean the keys. And how often should you do it? Weekly. Yes, you need to clean it at minimum, a weekly level of your mouse and your keyboard to keep it properly disinfected. Uh, we just uh, got like a minute left here, but sure. I want to talk to you about, uh, about Samsung copying Apple. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, they, uh, and, and this is something I think this is something I've mentioned to Bill in the past and on Tech Talk, and I've always said, well, you can always count on Samsung to properly be there for you when you needed your headphones. Yeah. And now they've buckled in. Apple set the trend. I didn't think it was going to last, but it is official. As of the new S10 and future Samsungs, there will be no more headphone jack. They are removing the headphone jack from all future Samsung phones. So congratulations, Apple. You set the trend. You've made it official, and now the rest of us have to figure out how to put they will rue the day (laughs) curse you apple you know customers will rise up against these people just like they did against apple i can't get over apple what do they think they're trying to do here these headphone jacks are critical they're trying to sell headphones that's what they're trying to sell (laughs) bluetooth headphones that are no good i know i'm not gonna get into my personal opinion my my daughter wants to get some airpods or something like that i think and i'm like they look like it looks like you've got white earwax coming out of your head i mean like it looks so (laughs) awkward when you walk but anyway she's defending it and goes dad look these are the best things no they're not no no they're not headphone jacks are hardwired for heaven's (laughs) sakes guys a little bit of old-fashioned technology is not that bad yeah uh we're out of time thanks again we'll uh, see you next friday we have tech talk we do this every friday at 11 35 brought to you by uh good friends at hamilton limousine the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on 900 chml